Because the way you got your mic positioned, it's to your side. Yeah. So if you even lean a little bit away, then your your volume's going to change. Mine's in front of me, so I've got this whole range of motion here. It doesn't really change the volume. I'll just talk like this the whole time. How about that? <laughs> and now, 20 minutes of birdsong. Tweet, tweet, tweet. In other news, the queen is dead. Oh my God, Jesus. Are you recording? Yes. Okay. <laughs> But at least you're not making that please don't look at my <laughs> lips face. So, you know the face. Look, uh, how dare you? You know what it is? Mm-hmm. You know what it is? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's, it's trying to hide this. My chin. Baby, my have you not learned the millennial photograph technique? Um, you know what? I you sit I, up straight. Right. Sit up straight. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right. And then move your chin forward. But see, then my lips go in. From from the side. No, quit fucking with your lips. Okay, motor control. Leave your face alone. Relax your face. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. Relax your face. And then you really just move your chin forward. Now, from the side, you look insane. Because it's like, hmm? <laughs> <laughs> Why? Anyway, if y'all would like to... Uh, <laughs> Watch us embarrass yourselves with our facial expressions. You can I'm go to not Patreon. embarrassed of shit. <laughs> Whatever embar- I got to do to keep ye oldie double chin the fuck out of photographs, <laughs> I will do it. High angle shot, sure. Move my chin forward a little bit. Hmm. Anyway, patreon.com forward slash divas podcast. Holy shit stuff. <laughs> I just don't understand why you would hide one of the key features of your face. Um, I've, you know, it, it's funny because... Uh, no one can see past my nose. No, it's, you're the only one that thinks that. Oh no, 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 no! You need to hear when I, whenever I go to a family gathering, it's like constant, like. Oh. Okay, your family is shitty. Then your oh, nose yeah. is majestic. Okay, fuck you and fuck them. Your nose is majestic, uh, and the lips balance it. Okay. Oh, thank you. So. Fuck them for making you feel insecure about your nose. And fuck you for hiding your light under a bushel. Please, flex your lips upon the internet. Okay? This Whore is not... it up. We need more listeners. <laughs> Whore yourself out now. Uh-huh. Just like that. <laughs> I love it. Anyway. Anyway. <laughs> Um, are we doing a podcast? We're, we're, talking, minimi- we're supposed to be is, talking about... This is why I have to minimize you. You've, I've had you up in my face. Yeah. And, and this is why... This is why I... Min- y'all, this is why I minimize Chris for the recording. I, I, I was expecting to talk about Star Wars and more specifically... We're gonna. More specifically gonna. Clone Wars and not my <laughs> lips. <laughs> I don't know how you thought that wasn't going to be a topic. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it usually is every other episode anyway, right? So... You brought that shit up this week. Yep. And I held on to it. Wow. Wow. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I ain't never letting it go. All right. All right. All right. <clears throat> Do we want... <laughs> you want an intro show? I'm ready. <laughs> okay. 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 By the way, I'm going to add, okay, 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 to anyway, anyway, as my transitional phrase list that our patrons were so kind to point out. You're going to add that because that's been... 
Are you not aware of your of the things that you do? Of my vocal tics? Yeah. I edit this podcast. I'm aware. Okay. I, I'm just saying, because every fucking time I have my partner listen to our episodes, he says... Oh, does he have critique for me? No, for me. Uh, no, he, oh. think, he actually thinks you're perfect. He doesn't know why uh, you're... He doesn't know why you're not on NPR and stuff like that. And Tell I'm like, him to make some calls for me, bitch is looking for work. Well, I told I told I told him it's because Stephanie has a pulse. <laughs> so NPR can't handle me. I'm too spicy. Exactly. Anyway, what does he say about you? I say um too much. Um, like oh uh, my god. And I told him I'm born and raised in SoCal. Yeah. Yeah. I I even though I don't have hair, I still brush my hair to the side. <laughs> you know? It's not a phase, mom. Yeah, you know. It's who I am. Um, but yeah, no, uh, we both do. Oh, yeah. We, we both we both have our vocal tics, and now we get to go into this recording trying not to be hyper aware of it. Right. So thank your partner for me. You're welcome. And thanks to my patrons, our patrons who pointed out. Anyway, <laughs> anyway. <laughs> we, but, we, but we love them, so that's, and that's why. I, I love mean, that. And it's not like. It's not I, like I'm not aware. I know. I know. Yeah. I, I, I love like, I love that there are some patrons that just like, they know they can talk shit to me and I'll take it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, yeah. <laughs> I like that they talk shit to you too. I know you do. <laughs> but you know what? <laughs> okay, I, okay, I deserve okay. it. <laughs> All right, bitch. We're going to intro a show yeah, now. Yeah, let's do it. All right. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Dark Side Divas, the podcast where a woman and a gay man express their opinions about Star Wars. My name is Stephanie. I'm the woman half of the show. And look, I've been clever for like 10 minutes and I got nothing right now. And we're just going to accept that about You've me. You've got to be fucking as a kidding me. Okay. Well, hey, everybody. I'm Chris. Mm-hmm. I am a holy shit. Is that my husband, Sam Whitworth, sexual? <laughs> And Stephanie, I oh. have things to attend to other than your incompetence. <laughs> so just like on, uh, you know, sometimes I pick the innuendo line. Other times I just pick the sexiest line in an episode. I know. I feel like that one. Uh, that's that's both categories for me. <laughs> because look, who among us has not had to attend to other things because of the incompetence of a partner? Amen. Mm-hmm. Thank God for open relationships. Yay. Okay. <laughs> so um, before we get into the the show today, I have a thing. Do you have anything? I have a couple things. Okay. Who wants to go first? You want to go first? You want me to go first? You first. Okay. So uh, we got, uh, we got a, uh, an interesting insight from a listener named Scott over on the Instagram. Oh. Uh, I never Scott checked the asked, Instagram. <clears throat> yeah, because I told you to stay the fuck out of the Instagram. All right. Do you get into the Instagram? No, I've never. I've actually never logged into our Instagram. Yeah, there's. Do, why? Um, I D- don't. I, it's I okay. just because I was curious. I did log into our TikTok <laughs> once a very long time ago, and I'll never fucking <laughs> do that again. Because holy shit, you're popular. <laughs> I'm mostly popular with people who hate me. Uh, exactly. So well, it's don't. I have. That, I have a lot of fans. Attention! Okay. A- attention is attention. Yeah, negative attention has the same last name as positive attention. I'll take it. Anyway, anyway. Um, see, there it is. God. Oh. So Scott says, uh, he, they ask, hey, do you think when Luminara was giving a lame thoughts and prayers to the Martez sisters, 
Was Barris there next to her? And was that another brick in the wall for her? Ooh. Right? I mean, that would make me hate the Jedi. <laughs> right. Like, can I mean, you imagine? I would not be, yeah. They are not the most compassionate Jedi. Well, and I feel like Barris would have been, but Barris was very much um, her master's Padawan. Yeah. Agreed. And very much the rule follower. And that was all the way back early seasons. And it may have been prior to Barris ever meeting Ahsoka. Mm-hmm. So she was sort of the quiet little uh, perfectly trained lapdog following Luminara around. So I could see her seeing that and like mentally filing it away as something to ruminate over later. And then realizing it's fucking wrong. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, yeah, I think that's totally legit, Scott. I love that. Yep. Thanks, Scott, for that. Yeah, I... I mean, the only thing, the only thing that would have made it worse was like Mace Windu being there and be and be like, get the fuck over it, bitches, and then just like walk away, you know. <laughs> no, I feel like even Mace Windu would be more empathetic. I agree. I'm just making fun. Ma- of Mace Samuel Windu Jackson. would have more follow through. Yeah. Um, and also, he didn't have a Padawan to traumatize with it. So. <laughs> he ain't got time for no Padawan learner motherfuckers. I love Samuel Jackson so much. Yep. All right. What do you got? Uh, well, first, I got a review. Ooh. This this was kind of a long one. So um, Trinity uh, wrote mm-hmm. in to us. Thank you so much, Trinity, for listening to the show. Hey, guys, I've been a listener for a long time now, and I love your content. Star Wars is my rock, and listening to your show got me through some really hard times. Aww. And always remind me that there is still p- positivity in the fandom. Not too much, of course, just enough to keep the toxic fanboys <laughs> away. Star Wars and its characters mean so much to me, and it's healing from the world we live in to escape with you guys so deep into the galaxy I love. You've inspired me to consider adding content to the positive Star Wars fandom myself. Yes. Please do. Something I've Mm -hmm. always wanted to do, but have been too nervous to. Five stars, well deserved. I have one suggestion for you after you finish Clone Wars. Hmm. I would love to hear your thoughts on Tales of Light and Dark. It's an easy read that tells some of the Clone Wars episodes, Umbara, Hardeen, and the overthrowing of Satine, to name a few. From Ooh. from specific perspectives, it added so much to those moments and characters for me, and I'm dying, sorry, dying to hear what you think. Thank you so much, once again, for everything you do. Um, and she has a very clever sentence at the very end in a different language, and I'm dyslexic and I don't know how to read. But thank you, Trinity. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Tara Masanvara Namara Narek. I'm sure that's from something from somewhere. I'm, I'm Chris, pre-caffeinated Chris isn't clicking with that right now. I'm sorry, Trinity. Uh, I got nothing, but thank you so much, Trinity. Um, yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, that might be something we look into. Uh, the tales of tales of light and dark thing. I mean, I've been listening to a lot more uh, listening to a lot more books <laughs> lately, so um, definitely I'm opening up to the idea that we should cover the books somewhat. Um, mm-hmm. So yeah, for sure. I, you know, I think and that would I, be, yeah. Go on. I'm sorry. I, I just think our experiment with Dark Disciple was very successful, even mm-hmm. though I still have nightmares about it. <laughs> <laughs> I still cry late at night. Fuck you, Dooku. Okay, <laughs> asshole. Yeah, and fuck the Jedi Council too. <laughs> okay. Uh, do Do you have anything else? Oh, um, I have an announcement. Oh. A huge announcement. Um, mm. uh, well, I have a couple, actually. Uh, one, um, I am starting a new podcast um, with a group of queer content creators from the Star Wars world, the D&D world, and beyond. And um, <laughs> it's essentially a, a tabletop role-playing game podcast where we're going to play Star Wars The High Republic. 
and uh, we recorded our one. Uh, we recorded one session already. Um, mm-hmm. You never know. You never know with tabletop role playing games. Even if you're like playing with your friends that you've had other successful games with, you never know if the game you're going to do is going to work because there's just like so many different factors involved. But the chemistry was like there. It was nice. hilarious and it's awesome. So that's going to be coming in a few weeks. I am actually editing the show. So God help me. Um, <laughs> May the force be with you. Right. And we're going to have special guests on the show in the future. And um, I'm very excited about it. So is there is there actually like a game source book out for High Republic? Or are you crafting that as you go? Crafting that as I go. Wow. Yeah. All right. Yeah. So I'm very excited very about cool. it. Um, it's it's operating under uh, what if rules because uh, one of the one of the people in the podcast is like because it takes place a year before the first book comes out. Um, okay. One of the players is like, I'm going to change Marcian Rowe. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna fix him, and it's like okay, <laughs> cool. Um, you know, it's good to have goals, <laughs> <laughs> right? I also want to fix him. Um, so. Not probably not in the good way. No. <laughs> um, uh, another thing is this weekend uh, we're recording on Friday. This weekend is D twenty three, so mm-hmm. there is going to be a fuck ton of Star Wars news coming out this weekend. Uh, Marvel news as well. Um, Stephanie, do you have any predictions about what Disney could be announcing? No, I lost my ability to predict Disney a long time ago. Mm-hmm. Yeah, me it's too. just oh, all my dreams come true. Cool. Do that. Awesome. <laughs> I support you. <laughs> That's where I'm at. Uh, can I just uh, say, Master and Mickey, please, for the love of God, tell me when my tell me when I'm getting my boys back. Tell me when the Bad Batch is coming. <laughs> just tell me. Yeah. All the rumors about Bad Batch season two are just all over the map. I I, I can't even pay attention to it anymore. Um, I would like to let's let's get this out into the universe. Let's manifest it. Mm-hmm. I would like for disney to announce that they're doing uh an adult media camp section thing uh you know with their with their moving more towards r-rated stuff like having daredevil and such on the disney plus platform that maybe they want to expand into other forms of media and they could use an e for explicit podcast team huh (laughs) Uh master and mickey you know you want some of this, I'm, huh? just, I'm just saying, huh? we would do a really good job of yeah. pr- promoting your shows and attracting a whole new audience of kinky people. I'm just saying. Yeah, absolutely. They buy merch. Grown-ups only. They, they buy merch. We had a whole... We had a whole conversation about sex toys uh, on our on our Patreon uh, video. <laughs> and just imagine the merchandising opportunities, Disney. I'm just saying, the, the Disney adult demographic is large. Yeah. You can't... I'm like, yes, kids. Yes, Disney magic. But... Why can't Disney magic be a little more, you know, after dark? Just saying. Uh, Steph, something... A little more... A little less wholesome. Something horrible mm-hmm. just popped in my brain. Yay, Cher. Uh, do you remember the old Disney cartoons where you'd have a pop-up of that Mickey Mouse face? No. Uh, but you know what Mickey Mouse looks like, right? Yes, I know what Mickey Mouse looks yeah, like. Yeah, so the cartoons uh, show up and there's like a big smiling Mickey Mouse face and you're about to watch a cartoon. Yay. I just pictured that at the end of a flashlight. <laughs> Thank you for guaranteeing we will never, never. be hired by Disney. <laughs> um, and last thing I really oh want to like really 
quickly want to touch on because I don't want to get too sentimental. We have a, a Clone Wars episode to talk about. Um, mm-hmm. This apartment I'm in right now, we recorded uh, 27 episodes of Ringside Divas. Uh, oh, 86. Really? That many? Yeah. 86, ep- 86 episodes of this show, Dark Side Divas. Mm-hmm. Uh, I believe we're going to do 36 t- this afternoon for Marvelous Divas. Sure. This is it for this apartment. Next week, Aww. next week I am moving. Um, I'm feeling, I'm, I'm both excited but feeling oddly sad about it because I moved into this apartment uh, February 2020. Mm. And we're like, oh, because this right next to a very happening part of town. Oh, we're oh, going to go, no. <laughs> we're going to go walk around, hang out with people at bars, <laughs> go to restaurants, go shopping. We don't need a car. It's going to be wonderful. And then boom, COVID lockdown. Um, you still don't need a car though. Uh-huh. That's true. Um, so. <laughs> So, you know, I'm feeling oddly sentimental about leaving because mm. a lot has happened here. Um, and I, I've been on this adventure with Stephanie the whole time as well. And I'm moving to a new space. So I'm looking forward to that. But I'm also feeling sad about it. So, but yeah. Mixed bag. Mixed, mixed bag. bag. Mixed bag. But it's good that you guys are 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 moving on. But that's that special cocktail of emotion is definitely what comes with any change, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So. Um, I support you. <laughs> that's, um, that's it for me. Shit, I was going to say something. Fuck. Oh, this does bring up uh, a valid point. We do need to let fe- let folks know. Uh, next week, there will not be a podcast episode. Right. Because Chris is moving. So we're going to take the, take the week off from recording. Uh, so there will be a week break in between podcast episodes. If you miss us, and who wouldn't, uh, just... Go through our YouTube channel, maybe uh, watch uh, watch some of the divas unleashed, or go back to the beginning and hear us <laughs> butcher uh, episode one, the Phantom Menace, and then like compare and contrast it to when we redid Phantom Menace, huh? Yeah, shit like that. You know, uh, there's there's lots of content out there. I encourage you to revisit that, and we will be back the following week. Yeah, yeah, uh, and and obviously. Um, we'll still be on Discord talking to our patrons and all that kind of yes. stuff and making a fool of ourselves in social media. So you can definitely. I don't know another way to be. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Are we ready? Hey, so 20 some odd minutes in, you want to talk about why we're here? Yeah. Why are we here? Cool. What we're doing on this podcast when we actually get to the business of the podcast uh, is we are watching through the entire Star Wars visual story in chronological order, which means that we started with episode one, The Phantom Menace, and we have been striding forward through time since then, and we find ourselves today, chronological order, again, uh, in Clone Wars, season seven, episode eight, together again. Dun, dun, dun. The Jedi fortune cookie at the top of the episode is, you can change who you are, but you cannot run from yourself. Stephanie. Huh? <laughs> no, no, none of these lessons actually apply to me. <laughs> but no, in this case, it's definitely Ahsoka. So. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, it, yeah. It's time to come out of the closet, you force-sensitive person, you. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Do you have the announcer bit? Prisoners in peril. Former Ooh. Jedi apprentice Ahsoka Tano befriended two sisters, Trace and Rafa Martez, who grew up in the underworld of Coruscant. After learning that the sisters blamed the Jedi Knights for the death of their parents, Ahsoka must decide if she's willing to reveal her Jedi past and use her skills to aid in their escape. Fearing mm. her new friends will feel betrayed by this revelation, Ahsoka is left with a difficult choice. Ba 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 ba. 
Yes. <clears throat> okay. So, so Ahsoka's in the closet. She is. Yeah. She's, and like, come on now. Like, are we, <laughs> how, how many coming of age tropes are we going to pack into these episodes? Huh? Uh, right. Huh? Right. Huh? I mean, I'm here for it. All of it. But I, it's I, triggering. I don't know if they intended for this to be like a little, a little lesson for, for the queer kids out there watching the show. Um, but I appreciate it. That was my question for you since you have kids. When I, I know one I know one of your kids is a big Star Wars fan. Did they Yeah. Did they take this story that way? Um probably not mm-hmm. because he's a boy. Oh. Fucking men. And he was really bored with these episodes. Really? Well, yeah. For the same reasons we've already talked about. Why why, you know, dudes or dude adjacent persons might find these episodes slow and dull. And mind you, he watched it in release order. So it was like, the bad batch. Mm -hmm. Four episodes of girls talking. (laughs) And girls experiencing emotion and discussing things and brief bursts of action. And is, oh my God, who is that? Is that Maul? Like, totally Mm -hmm. derailed anything. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so no. Um, It's not to say that my son does not um, have like dramatic analysis skills. He was just like, "Where's my fucking action adventure show?" So I mean, I can I can relate to that, but at the same time, like this um, uh, of the four, this episode is the strongest one, and oh yeah, uh, really good. Although, well, 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 let's get into it. Um, yeah, let's do that. Okay, 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 okay. Yeah. So, so just a quick yes. review. Last episode, oh. we left Rafa. Having that revelation that it, it this is all her fault. She's t- she's responsible. Blah blah blah. Right. Yeah, that is the first line in my notes. Is uh, we are still in the cell and Sai Rafa is back on her blaming other people bullshit. Yeah. Yeah. So what 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 the fuck? <laughs> Rafa's like shit. I need to accept responsibility. She takes a nap. No, I don't. It's still everybody else's <laughs> fault. Like I don't well, get it. They had to devolve it back a little bit so that the rest of the episode could go where it needed to go. Right. Like, we need to get back to Rafa not super being trusting of Ahsoka so that there can be another journey, you know? Right, right. As this episode unfolds. That's all. Okay. It is inconsistent, though. You're right. It's a bit inconsistent. and A bit, a bit, a bit. Just a bit. But anyway, bit. we still get to a better place with the Martez sisters by the end of the episode. But Absolutely. I think that, yeah, but I think it was... It was perplexing at first, and I don't remember, like, because, again, we talked about this before. We watched, I watched these episodes in one go, uh, all the way through, and I uh, don't remember that transition being as jarring, but here we are. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Here we are. Okay, so, yes, uh, our trio of heroes are, again, locked in a cell in a pike prison. Rafa is blaming Ahsoka for convincing Trace to dump the spice. Uh, and Ahsoka's like, I never fucking told her to do that. And Trace is like, what? So now it's my fucking fault now? And Rafa's like, look, if we had just stuck with my plan, we'd already be home and Coruscant counting our money. And, uh, oops, <laughs> Trace agrees with Ahsoka that the plan was the problem in the first place. Ooh. Oh, no. What a betrayal. And I know. Yeah. Rafa's like, um, et tu, Brute? What is this dagger in my back? Uh, I thought it was just you and me, you know, we're until Ahsoka came along and now everything is Ahsoka's fault because now Rafa and Trace are, are arguing, are fighting. And you can see, because again, the animation is so fucking great. You can see the facial journey that Ahsoka goes on to arrive at a decision. Now, what that decision is, we don't know yet. 
But uh, uh, I <laughs> I put in my notes that face that Ahsoka is showing is the I know what to do now Anakin Skywalker face. Exactly. And that's such oh, yeah. a dangerous face to make. Yeah, because she's like, I think I know of a way to get us out of here. What's your plan? It's better if you don't know. I hope it's better than your last one. Rafa, you need to trust me. And this is how that's some Anakin Skywalker bullshit right there. That is some Anakin Skywalker bullshit, and things will always end up exploding. (laughs) (laughs) Well, yeah, explosions are always a key component to Anakin Skywalker bullshit plans. (laughs) That's that's. That's the stock in the sauce right there. Amen. Amen. Um, so anyway, the guards come, take them out of their cell to go have a meeting with Marg Krim, our friend Marg Krim. Yeah, I, I, I did make a quick note. While the animation on the do- on the, the cell door when it like unlocks is amazing, um, mm-hmm. I just had to call that out because I was like, holy shit, that looked cool. Yeah. Um, Mark Quinn. So I forgot to talk about this last episode. One more time. One more time. One what? more time. Marg, Marg- Krim. I can't do the last name. Krim. He is uh, okay. high as fuck. Oh, yeah. I've totally Wouldn't forgot be, to though? talk about that. Wouldn't you be, though? Uh, if you had that particular weight of the world on your skinny little oversized head shoulders, wouldn't you be stoned, too? Uh, yeah, or I would, yeah. I mean, I'd think about quitting first and get, trying to get the hell out, but that ain't gonna and happen. What I noticed in this scene was, like, it's not just, because, you know, they always he always has, like, the spice dust around his mouth. Yeah. It's all over his fingers, too. This yeah. dude has been huffing the Cheetos like crazy. <laughs> He's covered in Cheeto dust. But anyway, so we bring the the ladies before Marg Krim. And, of course, Fife is there because Fife is always there. And Marg Krim is like, look, tell me where the fucking spice is or I'm going to kill your friends, like, slowly. Okay? Right. <laughs> That's where we're at. Straight to the death threats. And Ahsoka's like, all right, cool. I want to cut a deal. What? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And she says, trust me, with some serious side eye to Rafa. And Rafa gets the message. Mm-hmm. Yeah, She's I like, guess we skipped over the fact that Ahsoka, oh. uh, Ahsoka says she has a plan and we have to trust each other in the I cell. I said that. Oh, I, I thought you that. did. Yeah. Hold on. Let me drink more caffeine real quick. It's okay. You just don't listen when I talk. It's fine. I always listen when you talk. You're, I'm you're just, like my, my children now. My brain yeah. is stupid. no my kids don't listen when i talk either it's cool the only person in this house who listens to me is my fucking dog what did you say i'm kidding (laughs) there you go anyway so what is the deal that ahsoka is offering up here uh so the deal is in one rotation the sisters are going to go get the spice Mm -hmm. and if they don't then ahsoka will tell mark where their families lived where their families are Mm-hmm. And that's interesting because they don't have family. <laughs> exactly. But that's the point, right? And what I really liked about this is because she immediately slips into, like, bad girl. Oh, I know. Like, she goes all cold. She's kind of got bad girl swagger going on. And her deception game has really leveled up since Zygeria. You remember uh, Zygeria? Yeah, yeah. Where yeah. she's like, unhand me, you foul man. <laughs> like, <laughs> tone it down. <laughs> Dial it back. She's gotten a lot more subtle. She's gained some levels. She put some points in deception. Good job. Um, but yeah, yeah, that's the bargaining chip. She knows where their families are. So if they don't come back, then she will provide Marg Krim with that ammunition against them. And the look on Trace's face, she's like, huh? <laughs> 
what? Because Trace isn't totally aware of what's happening at this point. She doesn't get it. You yeah. know, bless her heart. <laughs> well, and, and Rafa and Trace are both like, uh, Ahsoka, how could you? The fuck? Um, but Margrim is like, what's in this for you? Mm-hmm. Exactly. And Ahsoka's like, I just want my percentage. I want my cut of delivering the spice. That's it. I don't, I don't give buck about anything else. And that is a language that Marg Krim understands. Yeah, absolutely. So, so yeah, so um, they have what the Martez sisters have one rotation to get their spice back. Uh huh. And cool. All right. So they leave. Oh, oh. Well, but first, Marg Krim, I, because <laughs> he agrees to this, uh, but he's still Marg Krim. He's still a fucking terrifying crime boss. So he tells them, if you don't come back. I'll torture the information out of your friend here and kill her, you, and your family. Yay! Yay! (laughs) And Rafa looks at Ahsoka and goes, I won't forget this. Double meaning. Double meaning. Anyway, uh, as they're all being taken away, Ahsoka to go back to her cell and uh, the Martez sisters to be taken to their ship, Fife turns to Marg Krim and goes, <laughs> so you know they're lying, right? I fucking love that. I, I, love how Fife, <laughs> I love how Fife has become like the truth speaker in, in this whole situation. Yeah. <laughs> you know they're just going to fuck with you, right? Yes, I know. Yes. But Marg Krim is like, look, I don't have a choice. I need to get that spice back. And Fife goes, do you think he knows? Huh? And Mark Krim goes, he knows. He always knows. And that's when I remember, oh, yeah, Mark Krim works for Maul. I fucking forgot. Yeah. I completely fucking forgot. In fact, Mark Krim was the one who showed up at Maul's place and was like, hi, we heard about all the murder you did over at the Big Green Guy's place, and we would just love to work with you without that. Huh? What do you need from us? Loyal employees. That's us. Yeah. So I love he's that. perhaps uh, regretting this particular deal, but you is where you is. Yeah. Um. So the Martez sisters uh, get into the Silver Angel and <laughs> fly away, and they are being watched. <gasps> yes. By a trio of Mandalorians. Uh. Uh. Former Death Watch people. Um. Mm-hmm. Steph, I I can't believe mm-hmm. we haven't added this counter, but I would like to add a new counter. Oh. Yeah. And that's uh, uh, the Mandalorian gaze. <laughs> they're just going to have a mask on. They're going to be staring at some building. And oh, they're going to stand there. Okay. Yeah. Oh, yeah. G-A-Z-E. Well, <laughs> Not G-A-Y-S. It, well, in this case, you could go either way, right? Because both yeah, times really kind of all over the place, right? Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. And I'm fine with that. Uh, but yeah. no, the Mandalorian gaze. I was, I've been rewatching Mandalorian. And I'm like, boy, does he just stare at buildings a lot while he's wearing his mask and has that look <laughs> on his face. So we're adding it. Okay. Mandalorian gaze. Uh, I think I have long considered possibly adding a watching a ship fly away without you counter. (laughs) Um, But they weren't actually supposed to be on this ship. So it's okay. Yeah. Uh, Anyway. uh, So yeah, the Mandalorians are like, hmm. So we're scanning because our helmets have ill-defined powers to do things like that. And uh, How dare you bring logic see. to this? How dare you? <laughs> we can tell that the Jedi we're looking for is not with them on that ship. That means she's somewhere in the in the palace still. And they're like, what the fuck is she doing? Anyway, we cut to Ahsoka. What the fuck is Ahsoka doing? Uh, well, first, she's kind of uh, uh, moping in the cell just a little bit and waiting for the guards to go away. And then she uses the force to get out of the cell. 
Immediately. Immediately. Like, and I'm like, girl. Seconds. She's got Anakin Skywalker bullshit to do. Oh, God. All right. What I love about this, though, is she's she's got Anakin Skywalker's um, moxie. Yeah. His, uh, his unbridled uh, just... God, what's the word I'm looking for? I guess moxie. Moxie is the word I was looking for. Uh, just this ability to go, hmm, audacity to create plan, audacity to execute plan. Like she's got that. But as we see over this episode, she tempers it with not slaughtering everybody everywhere all the time and, um, you know, taking into account the abilities of the people that are with her and uh and stuff like that yeah so it's like this the, is like it's like the best of obi-wan and anakin <laughs> Ooh, there it is and i think like she really is ahsoka tano is is the best of both of her masters i agree so uh we cut to the sisters they are getting they're they're getting they're gassing up the silver angel mm-hmm. did you see where they are uh i recognize that I recognize that place. We've seen uh, An- uh, Anakin uh, take a break there, haven't we? Oh, no. We've seen it in other ways. Mm. Uh, this is the Orondia refueling station. Mm-hmm. It is the same refueling station from the Rocco Hardin arc, <laughs> where that Biff guy sold Moralo Evolve just enough fuel to get him to his brother's refueling station on Orondia. God damn it. <laughs> and then Anakin and Ahsoka pull up and they recognize Cad Bane's bad hat. As he's getting back onto the ship and stuff. This is that refueling station. I love this Same so one. much. Can, I love can it. you? Uh, I do at one point want a television show where it centers either like around a like a mall or a gas station like this, <laughs> and just shit happens. And it's more of like a sitcom thing. Like I, I just I, I I've been watching She Hulk a lot. Just thinking, man, a sitcom format Star Wars show would be fucking hilarious. It would. I really don't think the fandom could fucking take it. No, unfortunately. Because y'all, not our listeners, but people who do not listen to the show that always have to complain on social media, y'all suck. Like, if you can't handle fun, <laughs> then like the, there, there, there are multiple contingents, not just fandom menacery contingents. There are multiple contingents within the Star Wars fandom that think Star Wars takes itself seriously. And... While Star Wars is capable of going to some very serious, very dramatic lengths, mm-hmm. um, it's also fucking campy. Campy as shit. Yeah. I mean, it's practically a drag show 80% of the time. <laughs> All right? like, And we will see some of that later in this episode. Just like campy, silly, fucking scoundrel shenanigan bullshit. And that is also Star Wars. That is every bit as valid a part of the Star Wars experience as, as you know, duel of the fates. Yeah. You know? Agreed. Agreed. So no, I don't, I don't know that the Star Wars fandom is prepared to handle a, a sitcom. Anyway. Well, fuck them. So Rafa and Trace are chit chatting while they're gassing up the ship. And Trace is like, why would Ahsoka do that? I don't understand. And Rafa's like, I'm impressed as fuck. Yeah. She that basically, was amazing. She, she literally, from their perspective, she gave up her life for them. Exactly. Because they don't know she's a Jedi and has a plan and is going to be taking some shit down. Yeah. And is going to just send, walk out the front herself. door. Right. <laughs> so Rafa's like, so we're going to go back and help. What? Rafa? Yeah, that's Trace is like, huh? Yeah. <laughs> and, and this is where Rafa channels her inner Han Solo again. Because I guarantee you, Han and Chewie had a very similar conversation before Han went back and the Millennium Falcon swooped in to save Luke at the last second on the Death Star run. Yeah, yeah. How is she going to escape? 
I don't know. But I'm not going to let her try, because if she does, she'll hold it over my head. Wait, you're going back to help her, so you can one-up her? Now you're catching on. And I, can, I can totally see Han say, having the same uh, explanation. It's not exactly. It's not like I feel bad. I'm going to go help them. I shouldn't have. I shouldn't have abandoned them. It's right. I ain't going to get fucking guilt trip for not helping them. Fuck that. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And what that that's just that's just scoundrelies for my coal black heart beat for them for a moment. And now I feel obligated and bad, and I don't know how to process the emo- these emotions. So I'm going to couch it in terms of fuck you. You can't guilt trip me. Yep. I this love- is it. Rafa is Han Solo. God damn it. I love it. She, she's just a really low level. <laughs> she's like she's first level Han Solo. Yeah. But anyway, Trace is like, okay, weird. How? And Rafa says, well, we're going to deliver the spice, of course. Huh? What? Okay. Well, we'll see how she plans on making that happen right. in a minute. But first, Ahsoka is going full Mission Impossible. And in my notes, I, I wrote, she finds a weird tube room. I'm sorry? There's just a, if you look at the walls of the room where she finds the grenades, um, uh, there's just like random ass tubes on the walls. And I'm like, why, why does this room exist? What is the deal I here? I thought those were, I thought those were guns. Um, I, on my TV, it, it looked like it's like in the background, it looked like tubes. And then there were guns, yeah. guns in front of that. Sure, but like this was the weapons room. Oh um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, she's sneaking through um, what appears to be a spice refinery, where the pikes are turning raw spice into drugs. Mmm, death sticks. Mm. <laughs> uh, and she does find a weapon storage room. She passes by all of the guns uh, and p- picks up a belt of what we know to be explosives. Those are definitely explosives. That's. Uh, okay. Specifically, they are thermal detonators. Um, Ooh. And these ones were specific- specifically modeled after the ones we see in Return of the Jedi. Oh. And these are these are not just like a ball that you hold in your hand. They stick to stuff. Right, right. And they they make a big boom. A very she big puts boom. Like a, she puts like a little beepy button thing on her wrist. That's a mystery for now. Uh, and then she's <laughs> off. Okay. Meanwhile. Oh, girls. <laughs> The sisters have arrived at what appears to be a, a pike spice warehouse. How they knew where to find this, I do not know. I Google. You really? <laughs> yeah, you think? I ha- I assume that Rafa has some kind of a contact with the pikes somehow, some way, because she had to have made the, the made the agreement to do this job in the first place, right? But not with the pikes. Right, but she made it with what's his fuck back on the. Yeah, but I would say I'm saying she has Yoruba, under, Jamaica. That she, that guy. She has access to like underworld information, so maybe she called up a friend, was like, "Hey, girl." Um, hey, girl. <laughs> if I were gonna try to steal spice from the spikes from the pikes, hypothetically, how would I do that? <laughs> yeah, no, this is a hundred percent. She just rolled a check against like her scoundrel knowledge, right? Her underworld galactic knowledge. And maybe hacked a couple of things and like, it's all tabletop RPG from here. Um, mm-hmm. But we just let it go. She got the information. The DM fed her the location so that we can move the plot. Uh, <laughs> and so they show up at this warehouse and Roth is like, watch this. I'm going to roll 20s on all my deception checks. This is going to be amazing. No fucking shit. And she did really well, actually. Right. Like she, they, so, so she stomps off the ship and walks up to the, the, the Tung who's running the place. Their faces are weird. 
<laughs> I can't take it. I'm sorry. So uh, <laughs> let's talk about tungs oh, real quick. Oh, gosh. <laughs> so uh, you will recognize a tung as uh, Ben Quadraneros mm-hmm, from the mm-hmm. Bunta Eve classic in episode one. Um, they are, look, I love the design of the tungs because at least they look like aliens. Yeah. Okay. Without without going so far into the Uncanny Valley, like nope eyes. You remember nope eyes? Uh, no, 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 I don't. I'm, yeah, with her fucking sideways eyeballs. I'm, nope. Ah, <laughs> and her flesh hair. Can't do it. Uh, these guys just look like aliens without being like Uncanny Valley disturbing aliens. Mm-hmm. Um, so they are sentient bipedal species native to the planet Tund. <laughs> they have long arms and legs, a wide range of skin colors, and a large head located where the torso would normally be on a humanoid. Mm-hmm. So they have they have chest heads. Sister. So I'm going to ask the question. Do. I can't wait. What's the genitalia situation there? <laughs> is... Okay. No, my brain needs to stop. No, stop no. imagining how that. Okay. You know what? It's somewhere under the jumpsuit and that's their business. <laughs> I, I don't plan on ever hooking up with a tongue, so it's not my business. Look, we had a 15-minute conversation about vagina dentata. I because fi- it's a biological fact that Cy Snoodles is of a species that has a second mouth somewhere on her body with retractable tusks. That was relevant. Uh, but we don't have anything on the tongues. Okay, do better with Wiki- Wikipedia. I'm right? <laughs> I want to know how they bump uglies. <laughs> I'm not saying I wouldn't watch that. But, you know. I mean, at least once. At least once. I, I, I never, I try it once. That's my rule. I try it once. As long as everybody's a consenting adult? Absolutely. Sure. Absolutely. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Okay. Anyway. Um, so Rafa is basically bullying this poor tomb into loading a fucking shipment onto her ship. Yep. Give us the spice. We're here to pick up the spice. I'm sorry you didn't get looped in on the order, but we need to pick it up and we're on a tight schedule here. Chop, chop. And the, the tomb. Okay. So they are a spice warehouse worker, is the person they're talking to, voiced by Josh Brenner. This is a gender undefined tomb, but Josh Brenner, uh, it, he does a lot of voice work, like a lot. Uh, in Rise of the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, he's <laughs> Donnie. Aww. He's in the new DuckTales for multiple characters, and we will hear from him again in Rebels and Resistance. Who does he play in Rebels? Bitch. We'll talk about that when we get to Rebels. Okay. She said, because she didn't write it down. <laughs> you fuck yourself. Anyway. Uh, so- I want you to die. <laughs> Mister, I can't stand the sound of your voice. Anyway, uh, so the warehouse worker's like, I need to go check with my manager. You're bullying me. And Rafa's like, yeah, go check with your manager while I get all of your underlings to r- load spice onto my ship. And that's exactly what starts happening. I love that. Okay. I love that. Meanwhile, back on Obadiah, what's Ahsoka doing? Uh, Hill with her face, people. I love that uh, quote. Um, uh, so <laughs> Ahsoka wandering around the uh, Citadel factory refinery area, and mm-hmm. she's literally bouncing between point to point, putting explosives all over the place. Uh-huh. And I have in my notes, <laughs> how fucking Anakin of her. Exactly. But... 
in the the Ahsoka twist on this is she's in control of this explosion. It's not just all going to happen right now. Yeah, and that's very considerate of her, quite frankly. By, Anakin by would have them all going off behind him as he jumped along because cool guys have explosions going off behind them. Exactly. I agree. I agree. Fucking drama queen. Um, And then, Steph. And uh, then. Okay, so uh, did this happen to you? It happened to me. Um, I, I heard a voice <laughs> and suddenly the goosebumps popped up all over my body. <laughs> I was shaking and there was moisture. <laughs> I'm not going to speak to my moisture levels. <laughs> Suffice it to say, Ahsoka happens upon Marg Krim on a Zoom call with someone, and then that someone starts to speak, and my heart went pity pat within my chest. You are but one small piece moving in this mechanism which I have designed, and yet when you falter. It jeopardizes everything. Uh, season seven mall is fucking. Season seven mall. Oh my god! Oh, it's my favorite mall flavor. Right, okay. right. Oh my god! So yeah, that is the return of Sam Witwer as the voice of Mall. And I and, uh, and like we said earlier, I completely forgot he was in this movies uh, this episode. So I right I. I screamed at the television set. I was like, what? <laughs> screaming, crying, throwing up. I, oh, yeah. I was, I was. And so anyway, so Maul is totally happy with the performance of the Pikes and their ability to retain their spice, right? <sighs> oh, yeah, totally. Um, no. So Maul is like, the fuck are you doing? Get me the spice. And Marg Krim is like, look, the Republic is totally cracking down on me. That's that's what's that's what's happening here is it's not because I'm getting hoodwinked by a trio of low level scoundrels that I can, for some reason can't seem to control. It's because of the Republic. The Republic is cracking down. Yeah. And but he is also referencing another delivery. Like he had a spice run out of Coruscant and none of his men made it back alive. And Maul's like, oh, yeah. So there were Jedi involved then. Great. Great. And I don't know if it's because he has Jedi on the brain or if he sees movement or if he actually senses her through the fucking Zoom call, but Maul knows something's up. Um, we can't talk about this part yet because we can't talk about Till Siege of Mandalore, but I'll, I'll, I'll preview it. This is part of his plan. He, he does want the Jedi to know mm-hmm. that he's where he is. And right. uh, because he has, he does have Jedi on the brain, one Jedi in particular. Yes. Mm-hmm. But he sees that movement and you see him like pause the conversation and look around like something, something tipped him off and Ahsoka has to hide real quick. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And like, if he can sense her through the Zoom call, that's pretty fucking boss. That's <laughs> um, awesome. That's hot. Good job. Anyway, then he tells, <laughs> he tells Marg Krim, there will be no more delays. I am certain Crimson Dawn would love the opportunity to take control of your operation. Crimson Dawn? Crimson Dawn? Dun, dun, dun. Are we name dropping now? We're name dropping. We're totally name dropping because that's what he's hey, doing. Hey, Chris. Do you have any information on Crimson Dawn? Do we want to talk about that now, or do you want to wait? I've been going back and forth on that. I, I kind of feel like we need to wait till Solo to talk about it. 
I think we can talk, we can mention the short version of this, which is that Crimson Dawn is the name of Maul's criminal organization. And also, um, I am highly recommending the comic books associated with that. Um, it's awesome. I won't say more. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, so then right after that, uh, Marg Krim is notified that the prisoner, Ahsoka, has escaped. And Ahsoka's like, ha, that's me. <laughs> <laughs> and they go trotting off to go see about this whole escape thing. Ahsoka kind of follows behind them and they move through like a control room. And she plants a little bomb under yeah. the table in the control room. Uh, and she uses the controls to trace Maul's call. Back to Mandalore. Hmm. Ahsoka has no idea what happened with Mandalore. None. Because she's been out of the loop. Oh, that's right. You're right. Because I think, hold on, let me look. Watch us do research in real time. Yeah, right. Um, uh, y'all, just a quick reminder, we're dumb bitches with microphones. If a week goes by, we're going to forget about what happened. There it is. Okay. So the lawless. Yeah. That is when shit really goes down. Um, and that is season five. God damn it. Go back. Season five, episode 16. And then right after that is sabotage Jedi who knew too much to catch a Jedi. All of that, the, the, the Ahsoka getting fucked up and, and leaving the order happened right after. So it could be that she just wasn't told. I, uh, yeah, I mean, look, we've, we've never, uh, we've never suggested the Jedi were great about transparency and communication. So right. maybe she didn't attend the debriefing meeting. Maybe. Well, and also maybe, uh, maybe Obi-Wan didn't fucking tell anybody cause he wasn't supposed to be there. Oh. Remember? They told him specifically not to interfere with Mandalore. Well, and then he went anyway. Maybe. Um, also there's a possibility that. Obi-Wan told the council and the council's like, we can't tell anyone about this right now. Right. Yeah. Right. So. Now, Mandalore did like, like they know that Mandalore was in trouble. They know that, that Satine off was pleading for help and like, and all of that shit, but they also know they didn't do anything. So I don't, I don't know. I don't know. But whatever, whatever channels that information went through, none of them led to Ahsoka because she is surprised to find out that Maul is on Mandalore. Yeah. But also, you know, remember Palpatine rolled up on Maul. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, maybe the maybe the Jedi sent more people to Mandalore and were like, what happened to Maul? And it's like, no, no, don't know. He vanished. He's gone. Uh, which, I don't believe for a second the Jedi sent anybody to Mandalore. I know. I know. But let's. Absolutely not. They let's washed a- their hands of that whole planet. <laughs> let's assume they did the, res- the responsible follow up thing. Um, no, we cannot do that. No, don't give the Jedi that kind of credit. Wow. This Jedi Order did not do the responsible follow-up thing. We are in a story right now uh, that it features two characters who are the victims of the Jedi not doing the responsible follow-up thing. All right, you're right. It's what they it's what they don't do. Not in this era. Well, I'm trying to I'm trying to what if so I can head cannon the justification for all these like lapses and, and plot holes. But never mind, fuck it. <laughs> well, there's no need to like I don't I don't know why you're trying to give the Jedi credit to head cannon that they wouldn't have told Ahsoka about this. I'm not. I'm just I'm I'm trying to wrap my 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 mind around it. Is what it is. Okay. But I'm done. Okay. <laughs> you're right. <laughs> <laughs> my favorite kind of you're right that i get out of chris is the bitch please stop talking about this you're right that's <laughs> no that's, that's not that that's not what it is it's like i'm trying oh, okay. I, it, i'm literally trying to uh wrap my mind around it and you're like common sense logic i'm beating your ass <laughs> with it right now go go <laughs> okay let's move on uh so ahsoka is like mandalore what the fuck and then oh no marg Krim is back 
And he's like, ah, ha, ha. <laughs> I knew you weren't. I knew you weren't just some low level scoundrel this whole time. And I'm so high right now. <laughs> <laughs> so, so high. So Ahsoka assesses the threat of the situation. She's like, eh, fuck it. And she goes all Jedi on their asses and starts force pushing them around. Um, and so, uh, but, and it, it goes well for a minute, but she is outnumbered. Yeah. And, but at least they have their blasters on stun. Uh, yes. Um, because Mar Krim is like, I knew the Jedi Council was involved and in stuff and in investigating me. <laughs> and then stuff yeah. is okay. Yeah. And like, the Jedi Council doesn't know shit about shit with you, dude. <laughs> but okay. That's just, that's a safe assumption to make. Awesome. Anyway. Anyway, she's um, stunned. She's stunned. Ahsoka has been stunned and presumably has been taken back to her cell. Meanwhile, what's going on back at the Spice Warehouse? Uh, well, Rafa, it looks like they're getting more spice loaded up onto the ship. And then that, that creepy face dude walks back up tung. to the tomb, walks up to him. He's like, I don't see your ship on any manifest anywhere. <laughs> and, and Rafa is still trying to deceive, deceive, deceive. And she's like, uh-huh. oh yeah, get your manager, get your manager. Blah, blah, blah. Um, now there's a thing that happens at my work or any oh. any job that I work at. Um, I establish my authority with customers very quickly. Your authority. My authority, so that customers who know of me and are aware of me um, know that when one of my employees say, um, "I could get the manager on the phone," it's a threat. It's <laughs> it's not a it's not a thing a customer wants, uh, right? Because I will jump on and I'll you know listen to their feedback and then I'll tell the truth, mm. and I don't care if the truth costs costs business or not because I feel like that's how you establish trust with customers. But I am that tra- Trandoshan that shows up and is like, "What the fuck?" <laughs> Which is what happens here. Sure, yep. here's my manager, a big ass scary Trandoshan. Holy mm-hmm. shit! And I was like, "Rafa, run." <laughs> <laughs> and and Rafa's like, but I need this spice because I've got a whole plan. So um, I have a pipe. Here's I got you because he's like, show me your manifest. And she's like, I got your manifest right here. And she picks up a pipe and tries to hit him in the head with it. The pipe bends. Yeah, because he's not just a Trandoshan. He's a Trandoshan in a hard hat. Yeah. Rafa. Yeah. And what follows is some classic second level character fight <laughs> shenanigans. <laughs> It does not go well. I mean, it's not it's not pretty, right? But but it works. Ish. <laughs> like like you can see what I liked about it was you know you see Rafa getting into this fight with this Trandoshan, and I think she's like been watching Ahsoka fight, mm-hmm. and she's like I could do that. And it's one thing to make the shapes and and to do a kick like you think you've seen a kick done, and it's another thing to actually have been trained since you know, fucking birth to do it. So she tries, but she's not, she's not that great at it. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's just, it, I, I, so I kind of felt like this was a bit too cartoony for me. Honey, you're watching I'm a cartoon. Wa- you know what I mean though? Like there's a difference. Between, no, do explain. You know what? You're just going to shame me again. I'm just going to shut up. I don't want to, <laughs> I don't, I don't want to cry on the podcast. To- I'm not I'm not trying to shut down communications. Like tell me tell me about 
about your opinion. No, it's just like with the slapstickness that happens in the scene, which, by the way, y'all need to watch. It is fucking hilarious. But like with the pipe thing and in the people being shoved around, shit moving everywhere, it, uh-huh. it came off like a Looney Tunes episode uh, Looney Tunes episode for me. That's okay. All. That's all. Which I don't mind all the time, but I just, uh, you know, uh, you're right. They're second level characters trying to do 10th level shit. And, you know, that graduation should have killed them. Well, and he would have, but Rafa managed to to outclever him and drop him into a like a canyon or something. Yeah, that man's dead. He's dead. But he's so dead. But in regards to to the slapsticky nature, this is still a kids show. I know you're right. See, I it's knew it's for children. I knew it. I knew you were going to go there. What? Go to the facts of the show? Yes, I know. Weird. It's a strange choice I made. Uh, it's a cartoon, and it's for kids, and so they're going to have silly shit. No, I, I, it, it didn't turn me off so much. It was just like, huh, this is very slapsticky all of a sudden. It was just like very, like, boom, right there in the middle of the episode. Yeah, it's because these are, you know, these are low-level scoundrels, and these are not fighters that they're fighting against. These are fucking dock workers. Yeah. It's just that one of them happens to be a Trandoshan. He's got a genetic advantage. Uh, but he's not a very good fighter either. No, he's uh, well. He's it's just a brawl because he's a dock I mean, worker, Trandoshan, right? <laughs> yeah, even Trace uh, got in some good. Like she, she beat up a bunch of tombs with a pipe. Uh, yeah. So yeah, I think it was again referencing back to earlier. Um, you were just saying you want Star Wars to make a sitcom, and now this is too cartoony for you. Well, no, it's like it's like when Clone Wars is slapstick. It's pretty consistent throughout the episode. That's like the tone mm-hmm. of the whole episode. This episode is like. Uh, you know, like the cons- inconsistency of Rafa, and then the sacrifice of Ahsoka, and the story of her trying to decide whether to reveal herself to Jedi, and then holy shit, Maul, and now we have slapstick. It's a lot of stuff in one episode. Okay, yeah, that's what I'm, that's what I'm trying to say. It's like holy shit, this like episode is like doing a lot of shit. Whereas the other three, they were really slowly paced. There was a lot of conversation. Yeah, there was some cool action, but like for the most part, it was a a, a conversational driven uh, storytelling. And mm-hmm. it's just very inconsistent, in my opinion. That's all. That's all. But but do you do you dislike that? It's finally getting back to like the action adventure pace that it's supposed to be at. No, I just it, it was just jarring. It was just like, uh, okay, we're gonna do this now. That's that's cool. it is a tonal shift. Yeah, um, yeah. And I think a lot of that is because we finally got away from Obadiah, uh, and we've moved back to oh, like they're no longer confined, um, and also they don't have their Jedi with them. Yeah. So now we're just seeing how these two operate when it's just them, and we haven't seen that before. That's fair. Okay, that's fair. So um, you yeah, know, I just I, think, I like to be eased into it versus just like putting it all the way in right away. You know, there are products for that. Yeah. Anyway, um, no, I think also this is the show uh, sort of ramping back up to the action adventure level yeah. of the rest of the season. That's a good point too. So anyway, uh, they <laughs> beat the shit out of everybody with a bunch of pipes and take off with a load of spice for the pikes. Right. Okay. Meanwhile, back on Obadiah, uh, <laughs> Marg Krim has Ahsoka in shackles before him and is saying, hey, thanks so much. Uh, executing you is totally going to restore the pikes reputation and get my boss off my back. Your timing is perfect. <laughs> And I'm so high right now. <laughs> so high. And then you hear Rafa's voice go, speaking of perfect timing, uh? Uh, the Martez sisters are back with the spies. And <laughs> Mark Krim is like, oh, no, the deal's fucking off. We already know. We already know that you work for the Republic and this Jedi. And like, 
um, Mark Cream, you're not supposed to out people. That's not okay. You let people come out in their own time. Don't do this, man. This is bullying. That's what this is. Yeah. So can I tell you one of my coming out stories? Oh, I hope you will. Uh, yeah. So I've been, I've come out. When I say I come out multiple times, it's because it, there were different stages where I came out to different people. Right. And like, you know, years would pass and I would come, you know, come out to other people. So um, shortly after my mom passed away. So my grandfather knew, but then he passed away. He never told anybody. Mm-hmm. My grandmother mm-hmm. didn't know. Which I'm like, bitch, we listened to ABBA and Ace of Base in the car when you took me to swim meets. <laughs> How could you not know? Anyway, um, but uh, my uh, when my mom was sick in the hospital, my three sisters were flew over to California because we were living in Texas at that point. Uh, mm-hmm. They flew over to California to stay with my grandmother. And um, my oldest sister, Tanya, says to my grandma... <laughs> Chris has lots of boys coming over to coming over and sleeping with him all the time. Like <laughs> like a lot. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> and grandma's like, "Oh, like you like uh <laughs> Oh, you mean like like sleepovers and stuff?" And Uh-huh. And, and Tanya's like, "Yeah, and they make weird squishy noises." <laughs> <laughs> so that's how my grandma was told I was gay. Nice. And, and I nice. and I and I felt I felt that story like that story popped in my mind as I was watching this. Where Mark Mark was like, "She's a Jedi." No, <laughs> she makes squishy noises. <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, when the sisters obviously had no idea this bitch was a Jedi, Mark Crim's like, "Huh? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because." He thought they were in on it, and he's like, so yes. it's true, you are that dumb, you know. Like <laughs> no, that. you really you really do suck. Okay. Ahsoka looks super uncomfortable, but maybe a little hopeful, you know? She's looking back looking back over at the sisters, and they're like, hold on, you're a Jedi? And she's like, I was, past tense. I was trained, but I left the Jedi Order, and both of the Martez sisters <laughs> at the same time. You can do that? <laughs> <laughs> And and Trace is all like, why didn't you tell me? Because, like, we're fucking besties now. Why didn't you tell me? How could I? After what you told me about your parents. I know, right? Why? Exactly. Like, why would I ever do that? Right. And they're having, like, this lifetime movie moment where they're, they're like, getting the story straight and they're talking and everything. And Mark Krim's like, oh, my God, just execute all of them. Fuck. <laughs> I'm so high now. Just do it. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I'm so high and I'm so tired. Right. I, I need Pringles right now. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, Ahsoka and the sisters get all back to back as they are ringed by a bunch of pikes with guns. And they're still asking her questions. And Ahsoka's like, look, now is really not the time to explain all this. And Rafa goes, yeah, you know when the time was? When we were in prison. Right. Anyway, uh, right about then, the little beepy button on Ahsoka's wrist starts beeping. And we have explosions. Like a lot of Like, holy shit. There's booms everywhere. And my, my favorite shot is our... Death Watch, apparently, they don't move at all. No, they've just been standing outside this whole time. <laughs> and I'm like, I'm thinking to myself, hey, you know, if I were like a, I don't know, a watching, if I were a guard, and I noticed three Mandalorians just staring at the same building for like, right. I don't know, a couple hours at this point, I may, may, may have told somebody. I've got questions. I have, like, yeah. <laughs> kind of getting nervous why, over here. Why? Look, I don't want to be stared at by Mandalorians for, for long uh, like unless ever. it's going to lead to the removal of 
clothing, you know? Yeah, like, yeah. there are very particular Mandalorians who are welcome to stare at me. But these three standing on this roof, it's fucking creepy. Yeah. Fucking stalker action. But it's because they are, in fact, stalking. So This is the way. Anyway, they watch the whole refinery go boom. Yeah. Uh, the girls uh, run for the Silver Angel. They're being chased by pikes. Mm-hmm. And they get on board the Silver Angel. They are flying away. They are being chased by pikes in ships. And, uh, you know, Ahsoka's all something, something. Anyway, and Trace is like, hey, look, if you're a Jedi, are you a good shot? And Ahsoka just says, yes. Yeah, like that. (laughs) And and Trace is like, then shoot something. So Ahsoka gets on the only gun the Silver Angel has. I'm thinking there's going to be a change to the design of the Silver Angel. Uh, there are going to be more weapons for sure. <laughs> yeah. There's a really cool chase scene uh, through the mountains where, you know, shit goes bad. But I really like the, you know, where Rafa's like on like radar and stuff, helping Ahsoka do the targeting and everything. It's a team effort. We are working together now. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's really cool. Uh, and so they're flying through and everything. They lose their rear shields and Trace is like... And the gun. The gun and the rear shields are gone, and they are still being pursued by one fighter. And Trace is like, hold on. <laughs> we still have front shields. Yeah. Uh, speaking of Han Solo. <laughs> right. Um, I do want to call out the animation again. When the rear deflection shields fade away, it was like this cool layered energy effect. Yeah. And I was like, holy was really shit, good. I love that. Yeah. It was really, really Yeah, good. so Trace is going to use her front shields by turning the fuck around and playing a game of goddamn chicken. Uh-huh. What in the a canyon fuck? against a pike fighter. Yeah, and that pike's like, yeah, this isn't going to go well. Um, <laughs> yeah, and he, he blinks and he <laughs> goes right into a mountain. So good job. Yeah. Uh, and so then the Silver Angel flies away from Obadiah with a Mandalorian ship following them. Uh-oh. And I, I love the shot where they're in the cockpit of the of the ship with the Death Watch. I, mm-hmm. I should stop calling them Death Watch. They're Mandalorians. Um, but it gave me that that shot where Boba is following the Falcon and Empire Strikes Back. Ooh, yeah, it was, yeah. It was giving me that energy. Oh, a hundred percent. Yes, you are correct. In fact, that was almost certainly what they intended. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, so back on Coruscant, um, Ahsoka's like, "Okay, so are we like friends now?" And the sisters get up and walk away. The mood is kind of tense mm-hmm. as they're walking off the ramp. Rafa's like, "So you're gonna arrest me for spike smuggling now?" Hmm? And Ahsoka's all, I'm not a fucking Jedi, no. I said, not a Jedi. I'm not going to arrest you. Fuck. And Trace goes, why would anyone walk away from being a Jedi? Yeah. Well. (laughs) Maybe some, maybe some of your impression of the Jedi is right. I'm just saying. Mm -hmm. I'm just saying. And this conversation is actually really great. So. They're about to start talking about, you know, the reconciling between the sisters. But an interesting thing to go into this conversation with is a quote that I found from Dave Filoni. Oh. Right? So Dave Filoni says, at the end of the day for Ahsoka, even though she's left the Jedi Order, she cannot, in my opinion, deny that she was raised there. And it has made a profound impression on her. She's going to do the right thing. She cannot just look at people that are in peril and walk away from it. There's just no way she could do that. It's not who she is. Amen to that. Uh, I've actually heard I actually heard him say something similar when I was at celebration, like her evolution as a character where she becomes mm-hmm. you know she she becomes more than Jedi. She is just a hero of the light. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And Rafa tells Ahsoka, you might not think of yourself as a Jedi. But you act like one, or at least how I want them to be. 
and ain't, right? that is that is for me like the most defining sentence that really nails who Ahsoka really is. Exactly. Mm-hmm. She and it's interesting uh that this is kind of a thing that we see over and over uh with with our Jedi heroes is that the farther they are from the bureaucracy, the farther they are from the center of power of the Jedi Council, the more like Jedi they are. Right. Qui-Gon Jinn, for example. Exactly. And I love that. I love that so yeah. much. Uh, Ahsoka um, was so Jedi that she couldn't be in the Jedi Order anymore. That she couldn't be in the Jedi mm-hmm. Order anymore. Yeah. yeah. She was too Jedi for them. Um, anyway, uh, Trace is like, yeah, no, you're, she's right. You saved our asses. Um, like, if you, if it wasn't for you, we would just be fucking dead. So. Jedi or not, I consider you my friend. Aww. And I love them. I love them um, so but much. This, this tender little moment is interrupted. Right? Okay, now Steph, how huh. how how much did you wish Bo-Katan would have just walked up b- behind Ahsoka and slapped her in the ass? <laughs> like seriously. Um, I'm glad we did not go there. Right, but uh, but but it would have been funny. Yeah, but I love the reveal. <gasps> it's Bo-Katan. She walks. She just walks. She comes out. out of the shadows, takes off her helmet, and you see her, and it's like, <gasps> and okay. Animation glow up. Congratulations. Right. right. Look at you. Uh, and Ahsoka goes all protective stance. It gets the sisters behind her. And Bo-Katan's like, oh, so you remember me. Cool. <laughs> but she she also says, don't worry. Death Watch is gone. And now you and I have a common enemy. And she holds up a hollow projection of Maul. Mm. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, Bo-Katan's like, look, I need your help. In dealing with him, you have five minutes to decide. Bye! And walks off. Okay, apparently this is all happening right now. It's a very urgent matter. <sighs> and so Ahsoka turns to the Martez sisters and is like, I don't know what the fuck to do. And they're like, uh, bitch, you should go. You were destined to do this. This is what you do. Exactly. And I fucking love They're that. like, she needs your help, just like we did. So go and help her. I love that. I love that so yeah. much. It's so great. We We love to see characters supporting each other. Love right, it. women supporting women, femmes supporting femmes. Anyway, Ahsoka's <laughs> like, um, so I'm just gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna leave my bike here. Okay, cool deal. And I feel like that is a breadcrumb left behind for Ahsoka is going to continue her friendship with these two. I hope so. Which is why we're gonna see them again later. Oh my god, what if we see Ahsoka bad batch? I just thought about that. Anyway, <laughs> I anyway, know it's oh. not her show. She is a really powerful flavor. Uh, and so, I don't know. I don't know. I don't we might know. get a glimpse of her. We might see Fulcrum starting to form. Mm, see? Um, see? But I would I would prefer to just have this be a clone show and we just get a lot of wrecks. I agree. Just, just, just a lot of wrecks, if we could, please. Anyway, so Ahsoka is leaving with Bo-Katan. And um, how Star Wars is this moment? So Star Wars. Star Wars, Star Wars loves the enemy of my enemy is my friend. Yeah. Yeah, they love old enemies are now your allies. Like that's mm. and in the shot of the of the ship in the big uh, uh, in the portal in a big portal and it, the camera panning up. Ugh, I love so it. Good. I love it. It's so good. And that's the end and of the episode. And then so, yeah. and then Stephanie, my anxiety kicked in. Why? Because I realized. 
Oh, if I were to keep watching, it would be the Siege of Mandalore, which is the last fucking arc of Clone Wars. Oh, my fucking God, we're so close to the end. Thank God we have to go back and watch Bad Batch, but <laughs> I am... Oh, my God, Steph, do you realize? I know, I know. Stop it. I'm trying not to. <laughs> I, yo, I don't know. This is, uh, this is why we're savoring season seven. Right. Okay? Thank God. Thank God. But we're like, so close. Holy shit, we're so close to the end now. I'm freaking I out know. about it. Do you have anything else for season seven, episode eight, together again? No, but uh, well, I one thing is this episode really does perfect the whole arc for me, um, in terms of like the story they were trying to tell. Um, mm-hmm. And again, Disney, uh, I get the I get your analytics telling you the weekly release schedule is working, but it's not. Like it just isn't. I'm sorry. Like I mean, there are some shows I will see say are successful. Um, the Obi Wan Kenobi show was great on a weekly cadence. Um, mm-hmm. Thank God, because that emotion that show emotionally destroyed me. Yeah, uh, no, that was to save me. But like, you're gonna do week to week for Bad Batch. I can tell you right now, this is my prediction. It ain't gonna work very well for Bad Batch. It didn't work. It didn't work for season one for me in terms of the release schedule. So they're gonna keep doing what they do. I know. And and the like, what? Why doesn't it work for you? What? It, what about it doesn't work for you? Um. You know, uh, it goes all the way back to Battlestar Galactica. That show oh. ruined my life. Okay. I don't have the patience anymore to wait for a story to unfold. I just don't. This is, and it's, it's my problem. It's my flaw. I get it. I understand that. But I, just some, the way that they tell the story um, for me, for it to continue to work for me, I just, I need to see it continue. I need to keep going with it and go on that journey on, on my time, not on, whatever time they they want it to be and i think for me my connection to that story starts to falter if i'm not constantly engaging with it if it's if it's a certain format does that make sense okay so this is a you this is a this your is a attention problem. span issue this is a okay. me problem you know what you could do is just wait until after the entire Fuck season that. has been uh-uh. released and then oh, okay so it's not it's you know you what could you could watch it the way you want to you just don't have the patience if if right if I were not doing okay. this podcast, I I would wait. Oh, well, because look, y'all y'all Star Wars fans are fucking terrible. Um, it's true. Um, I I mean Stephanie hasn't even watched Thor yet, but I promise you, Stephanie could tell me probably what happens in that movie, at least sixty percent of it, because y'all don't shut the fuck up. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I've given up. Spoilers are going to happen. Yeah, because because I'm chronically online in fandom spaces. Because so. because um, we have to be to promote the show, right? So yeah, like I out of defense watch whatever new shit comes out because I don't want to get spoiled, and I know if I do my job for promoting the show, I'm going to get spoiled mm-hmm. because people are so obsessed with like being a influencer and engage and all that shit. And, and I scooping fucking hate it. it. And, uh, uh, yeah. Fuckers. Um, but here's the thing, Chris. Here's something to keep in mind. Maybe it will help you to better tolerate the weekly release schedule that Disney is putting out. Maybe Master and Mickey is just into edge play. <laughs> huh? <laughs> Maybe you, as the sub to Master and Mickey, need to learn a little patience. I mean, just pour hot wax on me, daddy. <laughs> just in case we needed to double down on the Disney's never going to hire us aspects <laughs> of this podcast episode. There it is. Anyway, so then that is it for season seven, episode eight. Yes, that is it. 
Okay, so then next time, again, chronological order, next time we are going to be talking about Clone Wars Season 7, Episode 1, The Bad Batch. <gasps> oh my god! And Chris finally, finally, will be reunited with his boys. My boys. His boys. I'm so excited. All right, so are we I'm not saying outro? I'm not saying I've oh watched god. this uh, episode four times already, but I've watched this episode four times already in like the last week. I'm sorry. <laughs> Are you done? I'm done. I'm sorry. Can we outro the fucking yes, show? Yes, we can now? outro the fucking show now. Go ahead. Oh my god. Hey everybody, thank you so much for listening. Jeez, we appreciate so that. We appreciate you. I I appreciate you. Chris, doesn't give a fuck. I fucking I, That's I, I that's, what, you. that's what That's <laughs> mission accomplished God. anyway if you want to hang out with us and given this performance i really don't see why you would want to but if you do <laughs> uh you can hang out with us in between episodes uh we are on all the social medias you can find us on facebook instagram twitter and tiktok as at dark side divas you can also subscribe to our podcast on any podcast platform of your choosing uh just Ooh. look for dark side divas subscribe and also leave us a review we love those and if you give us <laughs> Give us a five-star written review. We'll read your shit on the air. Um, it is true. That is all true. Also, we have a... What do we do next? A YouTube channel uh, under, <laughs> <laughs> under the Dark Side Divas brand because we can't change our name, apparently. Um, we have video it's versions of our show, special uh, guest uh, show called Divas Unleashed, which we're mm-hmm. going to be doing another one of those very soon. Um, and then uh, from time to time, we'll do like just random special content on there. Um, also, we have a swag store. Uh, redbubble.com forward slash official divas uh, mm-hmm. there's uh, t-shirts and other swag with our logos on them some of our sayings uh, definitely uh, uh, go there purchase some stuff to help support us and last but certainly not least we have a patreon <laughs> patreon.com forward slash divas podcast uh, you can find video versions uh, unedited video versions of our podcasts um, we did a uh, redoing redux of the Phantom Menace. We do special True. events um, tonight. As of this recording, it's Friday. We're going to do a cool video game night with our patrons. Um, in the future, we're going to do a watch along for Andor. So we do special events all the time, and it's super fun. It is true. Okay, so is that it? Is that everything? I'm spent. <laughs> <laughs> okay, uh, then uh, we will say goodbye. Bye. Bye.